welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell podcast, a podcast about storytelling. First off, I'm okay. Like, I'm not okay, but I'm okay. There's been a lot of writing worrying about children, the elderly, marriages, and so on, and I feel very deeply for all of those people. But I'm going to take about seven minutes to discuss a highly specific subset of our population, for I am a member of a secret society of people, single, middle-aged, solitary. I've read a few posts and articles where partnered people display their concern over their single friends. I certainly don't speak for everyone, but anecdotally speaking, we're doing fine. After all, we're built for this type of isolation. Of course, there are the odd moments of intense feelings of loneliness. For me, it comes in the form of the frustration of going through a major life experience, once again, alone. If the last few months have shown me anything, it is that we are truly, in the end, on our own. Don't get me wrong, I have wonderful friends, the best friends. They are there for me when I am in need. They also have their own lives that they have to return to. Their frustration comes in quiet moments, drifting off to sleep, ordering a shit ton of takeout and realizing I'm going to eat it all myself, getting bad news, and those few lonely minutes alone after you hang up when everything is so quiet and no one is there to ask you what's wrong, or just the other day, when my daily vitamin got stuck in my throat, and for a few moments, unable to breathe, no one to help. Truly, in the end, we are on our own. Yes, I want love and companionship and laughter, all that stuff, all great. But when I look back at the instances in my life that were really hard, I was usually single, usually going it alone. To some, this means building strength and character in your individuality, the understanding of how to deal with your emotions, 
But damn it, if it would be nice to be with someone who knows me in my most vulnerable state, the times when I had no choice but to lower the defenses. It is mostly for these reasons and more that I decided to once again throw my hat in the ring to meet someone. The only possible way at this point is through online dating. If I were to look closely at the data from previous experiences with the dating apps, I wouldn't be placing any bets on my success this time around. But what do I have to lose, except time, dignity, my sense of humor, and the risk of it sending me into a depressive downward spiral of self-loathing and hate? I can't wait. Let me at those dating apps. While waiting for my new partner in crime, I certainly know how to keep myself busy and manage my time. I feel fortunate that I deal with stress and anxiety by being busy. I like making stuff. One of the things that I do on a daily basis is play the piano. I learned to play when I was a kid. Hated it. Now I am so glad that if nothing else I retain the ability to read music. I have no ear and no real musical ability, but every day I take 30 minutes and enjoy the hell out of rocking out on my keyboard. Just for me, it forces my brain to stop thinking about how the world is burning down. There's a sweet spot with the pieces I play. Not too easy, but not too hard. Challenging enough that I need to work on them, but not so much that it's frustrating. I recently moved from classical pieces to songs that have a prominent piano part. I was surfing the internet looking for some new pieces when I came across the 1992 hit November Rain by Guns N' Roses. The song was written by frontman Axl Rose from their double album Use Your Illusion and has been described as one of the ultimate hard rock power ballads. It's also one of the longest, clocking in at 8 minutes and 57 seconds, making it the longest song in history to enter the Billboard Top 10 chart. For the preeminent bad boy rockers of the time, this was quite a departure. Axl has stated that the rest of the band were vehemently opposed to the song because it contained an orchestra and a strong flute presence. I guess the compromise to get Slash on board was to give him not one, but two excessively long guitar solos. What's even more ridiculous than the song itself was the video. Seriously, Google that shit. The video is about Axl getting married to his real-life girlfriend at the time. At the wedding, everyone is smoking all the time. Slash and Duff do a where's the ring best man comedy routine. Slash gets bored and leaves the wedding with his guitar to go play his solos out in the desert. It starts raining at the wedding reception, which does the heavy-handed double duty of symbolizing bad luck and reflecting the name of the song. Someone does a flying dive to the wedding cake for some reason. Axel's wife, and remember, real-life girlfriend, mysteriously dies. The funeral is at the same church as the wedding, and naturally, it starts raining at the gravesite. There's a great bit of cross-cutting at the end when the wife tosses the bouquet at the wedding, it flies through the air, and lands on the casket in the ground, having turned into blood-red roses. Fade out on Axel, being very sad. It's pure, 90s, gold. It's really the perfect kind of song for my level of piano playing. I've got to work on it a bit, but I can get it sounding like the song. 
It's a lot of chords that allow me to bang around on the keyboard and make it work and make it sound like something. Let's face it, Axel didn't ever write the most complex stuff. It's a love song and a sad one. Its earnestness works on me. It actually makes me feel something. It makes me think about the odds of finding someone during this time of such upheaval. The profile I set up was on a dating app that I hadn't used before. I noticed something in my thinking right away as I swiped through people. I kept saying to myself, nope, she wouldn't be interested in me. That's a bit self-defeatist. Then I started messaging with people, and a new issue rose. An added layer of negotiating during a pandemic just to potentially meet up with somebody. The days can merge into each other lately. I use certain daily markers exercise or piano playing or other things to make sure I am at least counting them and differentiating them. I'm thinking a lot about mortality, as I'm sure lots are, either in an existential sense or, unfortunately, through direct experience. Some days I don't want to play the piano, but I'm always 10% happier when I do. Sure, it makes me feel things. It makes me sad. Makes me think of things that worry me, about how I have to get my house in order, about how I haven't really hugged or been touched affectionately by someone in many months, and it will probably be many more before that happens. I don't think we get anywhere without thinking about these things. I am alone, but I am out there trying to find someone. I am alone, but I am okay. just heard from Paul Dore. Paul Dore. Paul Dore, everyone. Uh, yeah, that's me. It's great to be back. Yeah, well, this is, I presume this is going to be our first episode of season five, six, five. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> season five. Well, we're coming back with a, with a, with a vengeance and some music, uh, which is very nice. Thank you very much, Paul. Obviously, for, for those who have listened for a while, we're in a kind of a weird spot uh, in that 
we didn't even actually have an ending to the last season, really. We just sort of stopped doing it because we were defeated overall by pandemicness. Um, so just presume whatever the last episode you heard was the last of last season, and now we're coming back with a vengeance this season. Also, quick uh, apologies for being MIA and not uh, explaining why. Because we yeah. didn't have a good reason. We were just like, wow, this is, we're in it now. Yeah, we hit the summer and uh, just lost our ability to do anything. And so now we're back. Because it's uh, cold out. Yes, because it's cold out. We're back because it's cold out. And because this is normally when we'd start again, right? This is a, this is a return uh, to our normally uh, schedule. We will have new stories every week uh, or every, every episode. We do not be releasing this weekly, but every episode. Um, from uh, We're doing workshops again. So in first, for the first time ever, distance workshops, which means if you listen to this podcast anywhere in the world, you can join our workshops. Now they are at the same time, so if you're, they might be at the middle of the night for you. Is still a reality. Uh, I would say uh, something that is a little bit different is we're doing these stories remotely in the in the summertime. But usually, uh, with all other episodes, a lot of stories came from, as you know, if you've been a long time listener, from the event. And I was wondering uh, a question to the two of you because, and now what we're doing is is these are you know through we're doing, like Stefan said, we're doing workshops and so on. Um, and we're going to be writing people, we're going to be asking people, and we're going to be doing some stories that are written specifically to just be on the podcast. But a, a question for my co-hosts is, do you think there is any uh, difference, or what do you think in your mind is, when you've been working on stories, is there a difference between writing one for the event, like a live event, or writing one for to be included on a podcast. In some ways, I feel like this could actually be really beneficial for people who uh, are scared of audiences, but want to write stories and participate in the telling and sharing thereof, but maybe just not in front of like a bunch of people. Um, it's also a good opportunity to, to maybe write and share stories that are potentially more challenging on for the, for that person um, because it also involves not sharing it in front of a, a lot of people. I, I think that there is certainly, there can be a difference if you are planning on using other podcasting techniques to make the story make more sense, right? Like we talk often about how in telling it to an audience, you can do different motions and you can be in different spaces that allow you to convey meaning uh, in space that you cannot convey uh, over podcasts, which is interesting because then we just release those stories. So like there are, a sto there, there are stories that are written for the actual event that have people doing physicality work that is meant to convey meaning, you know, like a person having conversation with someone standing in two different directions rather than saying he said, they said, you know, back and forth. But uh, this obviously does not allow space for that. You, you must at some point accept the fact that you're only doing audio which in some ways may make these a little more understandable for the podcast listeners versus the audience listening. I, I, I also do wonder about w the impact of funny stories uh, in that like the audience participation in funny stories, you know, you can lean into it. You can have a little more, a little more loose. Whereas, you know, a projecting yourself into a zoom call can only come with so much animation and without, especially without feedback. And so I think th those were the two biggest things for me is that one, you're writing exclusively for audio. And so, and so you, there is a bit of a mind thinking you have to figure out that. And then two being this, the fact that you, you have so much less feedback. 
Yeah, I, I, I was thinking of it in terms of um, the audience, because when you're going to write a story for a live event, you, you know, you, you're going to be in front of people where here there's still an audience, but it's like you have no idea what, you know, what the reaction is going to be. I'm going to make a segue to our topic today. The fact that I uh, incorporated a, a, a piece of musical genius in my story. I've tried to use uh, playing music myself uh, live before, and it's like, I don't know how anybody plays an instrument and does another thing at the same time, because I think it's worked in the past, but oh my gosh, it's so nerve wracking. So a difference here for me is I was able to record the, store, the, the song at to, at, in my own time and be able to get it right and to make, make it actually like, you know, like Stefan was saying, we ha, you ha, you're recording it specifically for audio and we can, we can edit in a live event, but we can edit all we want here. So that made a big difference for me. I don't know if I'd be able to do this live. Right. That's interesting. You, you, you have a story that exclusively could exist in this format just because of the, of the technical difficulties. Yeah. Like I would, pro for this, this situation, I would probably do something that I've done before is bring a musician in and have, have that like work back and forth with them and have them play the music because they're actually a professional and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> but isn't that part of the, uh, the beauty of it, Paul? The imperfection of it? Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on uh, how you feel about that kind of stuff. Because I could imagine that some people are like, oh, gosh, this, I wish this guy would stop butchering music. <laughs> he doesn't know how to play music. Why does he keep insisting on playing music? But the whole thing about, at least for this particular story, is about you learning to play music. And so there is a level of which you playing the music is in uh, some ways a requirement to add the emotional impact to the story, right? Like if someone was just out there just flawlessly playing uh, November Rain, that doesn't exactly have the same uh, you know, utility, I guess, to the story as, as knowing you're playing. Hmm. So let me ask you both, do you like when people bring in other elements uh, into storytelling, like music or, or other media and stuff, or do you feel that it kind of lasts, it's getting in the way and it's maybe not, you know, of the, just like the story? Mm. I would think it depends. Because if it, if, it, if, it, if it takes too much away from the story, I think that could be a problem. But also anything that actually helps build it would be exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like to me, I feel like every time I've had someone add music to their story, at least at our event, I felt like it has worked, right? Like it's it's, it's felt like a useful addition to the story, or has has added has added something to it. I could certainly see versions of things where you get too carried away, or like someone's you end up playing like had you played in the middle of the story all of November Rain, and we were just listening to you play eight for eight minutes in the middle of this thing. Yeah. I think at some point I would have been like, okay, Paul, we get it. But but I generally think that kind of thing is more often useful. Uh, it just adds another element of realism to the whole operation. Yeah, I, I mean, in this kind of instance, or when I, I've used this, or uh, or we've worked with other people that have used music, w the question I always have is, 
does the story work without it? Right. So in a way, when I was working on this story, I was working on it with the, with the mindset that I'm going to have to play this because although this is a, is a song that like everybody knows and all of that stuff, the way I was talking about it was specific. Like the way I was talking about how I'm playing it myself and how I'm learning it and why I like playing it. I'm like, I need to, I think this is kind of built into the story and, and uh, I would need it almost, I need to do it. For better or for worse listeners. (laughs) Yeah. What's your opinion listeners? Tweet at us. No, I had had to say. Usually, I would say yes. Tweet at us, but in this instance, I don't. I don't know if I need that. Paul doesn't need to know. <laughs> Only tweet Paul positive things about his playing of November Rain. Yeah. Um, and ask him to come play it for you. Yeah. Right. Outside so, of a window. Don't do yeah, that. Six feet away. <laughs> Get, we'll get Paul. We'll get you on the back of a pickup truck, and you can just play it, and you can blare it out of the uh, out of the speakers. This is going to bring joy to many, many people. Yeah, this is November rain on repeat, blasting through suburbia. Get ready for it, everyone. Um, so, so we'll, 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 so Paul, your position is like that's an interesting thought about how this you you just basically think this story could not be told without you playing it. It would not make it wouldn't work. Well, I, I think it could work, but I, I, in, I guess that's not, maybe not will the story work, but is it, is it just playing it for playing its sake or is it actually um, add something to the story or enhance it in some kind of way? Right. So it's like what we always talk about is instead of, uh, you know, sort of that idea of showing, not telling, well, I can describe to you how I like to play the, song and all of that stuff but it just it does a much better job of you know displaying to the to the listener what i'm talking about instead of me but i will say i definitely left in describing the music video even though i even say google the music video to watch for yourself because i just enjoy well the verbal description is rich Paul, how, if you didn't play the, the song, how do you think it would change the story? Like, what would you take out? What would you have to take out? Or what would you have to add? Um, that's an interesting question. I think it would be, for me, it would just be less fun because um, that was a real experience and a real thing that I came across the song and just thought, oh yeah, that 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 would be kind of fun. Let me see if I can figure this out. And um, because otherwise, without if, if I didn't play the song, I don't think I'd be able to talk about it as much. And that sort of was the more fun part of the story because the other stuff was just kind of sad. <laughs> so it would completely change the tone. Then you're thinking think because without without I mean I would have to you know I would mention or talk about it or whatever but not in as in such great depth and I think I would be left with just me talking about all the others I'd have to you know elaborate on some of the other stuff it sort of acts as a balance in yeah the story. right yeah I, think so. I mean we're, you're always looking for some kind of hook right 
Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and obviously the part of the fun here is hearing you try it. You know, hearing you actually playing it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Learn more about our book and subscribe to our monthly newsletter at storieswedonttell.org. Like our Facebook page for updates about upcoming events or anything about the future. This episode of the Stories We Don't Tell podcast is brought to you by November Rain. November Rain, far colder than April showers.